Hello everyone, welcome to God's in a Nut Church Podcast, episode 62. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver. I count it an honor and privilege to be here to share with you what God's put on my heart this week. And this week we also tried something new on the God's Internet Church uh, broadcast uh, Sunday night service. We actually went on uh, Messenger Facebook Messenger Live, started a group, and actually, so if you watch it on Facebook Live or God's Internet Church um, group, you type that name in, you'll see it. And you're here actually uh, audience participation now. We had some people join us there. And also you could catch it on YouTube at God's Internet Church Pastor by Ron Ronald Weaver. And that is um, the YouTube page for God's Internet Church. Um, so we've been doing some things here that are a little bit different this week. Um, but not the podcast. We're keeping so far the things saying here today. Today on the podcast, we're, we're going to be talking about the topic of life of the age. And, and I'll give you a little bit more background on that as we do it. Um, then today's opening song, we're going to be, singing, be listening to Because He Lives, I Can Face Tomorrow. That goes with the topic. And then we're going to have our prayer request segment and then our closing remarks. So let's get started with the song Because He Lives. Join members who saved four hundred and
Amen, amen, and amen. Isn't that the truth? We can go through life knowing that we can face tomorrow because our Lord Jesus Christ is there with us, our God. And it reminds me back to a, a passage, a conversation, I think, through Elijah, Elisha and Elijah um, being surrounded by an enemy all around. And Elijah said, I wish my friend Elisha could see what I see. And he looked, Elisha looked outside and they saw the angels of the Lord surrounding the enemy that was coming to get Elisha. Let me tell you something, saints. God is there for you. You just got to make sure you, you talk to him and help him through. Help you get through it. Now, today's thing is called, topic today is called, um, sorry, <laughs> life of the age. And you might be saying, life of the age, what does that have to do with the Bible? Well, what we're going to do here, I'm going to read what he wrote here for us. And then, it's like I always do, J.P. Phillips. As we know, we're going to the book of J.P. Phillips uh, for this day. And I'm going to read what he wrote, and then I'm going to give you a scripture. And then explain how, what God's given me to me out of this. It says, the early Christian had a very strong sense that the revealed truth was very near. Indeed, it might come breaking through at any moment in any personal return of their Lord. Death was was continuously very near them as not therefore a disaster, but simply to step into the wild the wider world to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. It is easy to laugh at the so-called two-story ideal of heaven and earth, which is supported to have been held by the early Christians. But I have become convinced, though, close study of these epistles, that it was no crude two-story ideal. Heaven and earth, which has given the earth church its certainty of reality. Indeed, though I am not a historian I would say that the ideal came much later in the middle ages so they appeared to be to have graphs in the ways of many of us have not by the Sicily of faith and the things which are seen are temporal but the things which are not seen are eternal they had no identical terms to express their sense of another dimension but no one can read the epistles without feeling the conviction very strong that God was the one whom the Christians live and move and have their being. And that this temporary and perfect life of ours is but a tiny part of life, of the life of the age, which God has invited his son 
to share. So basically here, he's talking to us a little overview of what we're going to be talking about. He's talking about how the church sat around daily, the new church, after Jesus was sent to he died in heaven, died, rose again, and went to heaven, and basically was, you know, was told to, uh, to move on without our Lord Jesus Christ, to go out and preach the gospel. We got the Great Commission on the last chapter of Matthew telling us to go out and preach the world, to go out and preach the gospel to the world, witness. And, well, let me tell you something, saints. When we're young, we find that we're willing to go out and do this. Now, I'm not saying when we get over not willing to do it. Don't get me wrong. It's the same like it was talking. You know, a lot of people think reframe that thing as the Middle Ages of time. I think what J.P. Phillips was meaning here, the Middle Ages of our life. Because I see that even now with my parents. Um, they came, they served the Lord, they came actually serving the Lord late in their marriage. They were individually serving the Lord, both kind of backslid after they got married because of something that happened to my dad when they visited the church. And it kind of uh, turned them off to God and because the way they were received. And well, you know what? I don't know what to really tell you there, but when I started going to church and made my choice, they raised me up. And this is why I see things a little bit different. They raised me up to choose when I was going to church or if I would go to church or what religion I would choose. Because my dad had a Christian background. Uh, had... Pentecostal background like I am and my mom had a multiple my mom was raised Catholic, she was raised Lutheran and there was other ones because my grandpa was a church jumper as my grandma would say a church jumper but grandma, my grandma came to the Lord finally when she came to a Pentecostal church well one day I was asked to go by one of my friends because he was going to his uh, grandma's church and grandpa's church and they would pick him up and it was a promise that he would go and so I said I would think about it and I was exposed to it by my grandma when I was every time I went to go visit her I went to church with her and I loved the Lord well you know I loved going to church and so there was seeds planted there too. Well, when my friend asked me, I probably was, I see, I was ninth grade in high school. And he says, do you want to go? And I said, well, he said, you're going. And so I decided, okay. So I went home and my grandma always taught me, you go and put your best clothes on. So I went and got drink and got dressed, put my best clothes on. And we went to uh, church. Well, I've been going to church ever since. Uh, two weeks later, I found out that he was just trying to please his grandma, and eventually 
he didn't go anymore. He got a job where he couldn't go, and and he's never. He tried going off and on back after that, but he still hasn't made it there. But God used him in that brief time to open the door, and then God used me to open the door back to my mom and dad. And God used me going to this church to meet my lovely wife, because that's where I met her. And But back to kind of digressing on the point here, getting back to the point, when we're young, we do more for God. And you know, it shouldn't be that way. It should we should do more for God no matter how old we get. Okay? And before we go any farther, I want to get to the scripture that um that we're supposed to uh be sharing here today with this. Um it is the book of Second Corinthians. The book of Second Corinthians chapter number four. And verse 18. And we heard this verse a lot. It says, While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And basically, God's given me this verse to tell us that our life here is eternal. It's not eternal, it's temporary. Yes, some people might live here, like in the old days of Moses of them, hundreds of years. Some of them might live two years. Some might only live six weeks. Some might live 80 years. Some might only live 39 years. You see my point. But the point is, we, no matter how long we live, we have a temporary life here in the scheme of things because a day in the Lord is like a thousand years that's what the Bible tells us so one of God's days is a thousand years our day is 24 hours so our day is not even a tenth of his day okay a, a year would be a tenth of his day I believe okay but what am I saying here well I was talking about when you get in your middle ages going home with the Lord seemed more real okay and you get to a point in life and this is what my grandma is actually going through right now where things don't work right anymore um, you might things on your body just refuse to work uh, you, her eyes can't drive, so she can't drive no more. Uh, her ears, she can't hear that well anymore. And and she basically, numerous times, and my grandma is a tough, hard Christian. But she looks at me and says, because God's told me to witness to me, to witness to her that he's not done with her. And there's other people that ministers have told her that too. And she looks at me when this gets reminded to her, what can I do? Well, in this life of age that she acquired, she is a prayer warrior. I said, well, Grandma, you're a prayer warrior. 
If you can't do anything else, you can pray for people's needs and pray for people and ask God to bring them through. We all need people who can pray for us, for the younger generations. So we got to, even though we feel like, well, I want to retire. I want to serve the Lord, but I want to retire. I don't want to do anything anymore. I just want to go to heaven. Okay? And that's what happens when you start getting in your middle ages. I mean, even at 47, and with my health problems, sometimes it's like, I can't do what I used to do. But I still have the drive to do it because I'm young yet. But I feel the age creeping up on me. And I don't bounce back very well when I got a lot of things to do and things get kind of turned around and screwed up. And sometimes, but you know what? Even though we're having this life, this life of this age, you know, whatever age you are, God has still called you. Even though we're here on a temporary basis, God has still called you to witness, to bring people in to the family of God. Okay? And that's where the, the scripture of 2 Corinthians 4.18 comes in. Okay? But as we get older, serving God, not saying that we didn't believe God, we didn't no, we didn't. You know, we didn't know that he wasn't real. But as you get older, you learn to your experience. You learn to appreciate and see going home with the Lord is an important thing to do. Okay, that's why we. Hey, Lord, I did my time. I'm ready to go. In fact, I don't know if she's doing it right now. But there was a time last year when my grandma was praying to the Lord to take her. Take her home. Take her home. Take her home. And that's when Lord came to us and said, well, it's not time for you to go home yet. <laughs> but but do you see my point here? I mean, as we get older, we feel we did our job. But you know what? Serving the Lord is a job that you do. Not only on this earth, but for eternity. Because once we get to heaven, we're going to be praising him. We're going to be working for him. We're going to be doing this and that. But my point is today, we got to admire the older people because of their experience. And we should listen to, even though some of it might be repeating over and over and over, we should listen to their value nuggets of their lives. Because even though in their older age and they're ready to give up, sometimes they see a situation that someone's going through and they try to help their family or their friends or friends of friends. And sometimes because of their old people don't think that their view matters that much anymore. But you know it does. And I know it does. But as your mind gets older, sometimes you sit there and repeat yourself more than what your family, your friends might want to. But you know what? You should take treasure of those moments because maybe God's trying to tell you something. Maybe God's trying to tell you for that one and that's why that 
that older person is repeating it to you. A lot of people think, well, maybe they're getting dementia, maybe they're getting that Alzheimer's, but it might not be that. It just could be like a sermon, because sometimes you get mad at a pastor that brings different sermons about the same way about the South Sin. And maybe you go over and over and over the same thing, but different ways. And I heard a pastor tell me one time, say, well, if you're hearing that same thing over and over and over, God must be not done with you yet. And he's not going to be done with that teaching until you get it. <laughs> so that's the same God might be using our older people, even though sometimes we might think they're getting Alzheimer's or dementia. We're not really sure about that because there's times my grandma is strong as a whip, but then there's times she just repeats and repeats and repeats and repeats. But you know what? I think it's God using her to guide us. And because we don't get it sometimes we don't get it he'll keep doing it until he does it we gotta learn to respect the older people they do have worth and sometimes they get into that mode of not um, how do I want to say this I'm not wanting to go home with the Lord early because we don't give the respect to them that we deserve and we make them feel like they're worthless and and everything. And we can't do that. We've got to start appreciating every minute of our lives and working with the Lord until the day we call home to glory or until the day we die. And for the ones that are up there in middle age and older, God's still got something for you to do. And share that wisdom. Long to go to the Lord, but not to leave prematurely. Use that wisdom to to help your your family and your friends and people around you, your church, until the day you die, because that's what your job is. Okay, or go call in the rapture, and that's what our job is when we're young. All right, You never really retire from the Lord. Some pastors retire, and I still see them come back and preach every once in a while as an evangelist or a guest speaker. I've I seen one time a person, my Uncle Louie's one of them, 87 years old, and he's still running, a, he's a senior pastor of his church, and he's still preaching, 87 years old. Praise the Lord. So God can use you. Does he say... He wants to retire sometimes? Yes. Does he say he's tired sometimes? Yes. But you know what? He's still doing it. So, what am I really saying here? Even though we get to that age and where we are in age and we get tired sometimes, we got to look beyond the tired and knowing that our prize is there. And we're going to get it if we keep faint not. And we also got to realize that maybe our older people are talking more about heaven because they're realizing they're closer to that step. And we need to listen to them because they could be teaching us something that we need to know. So that's what the Bible study here today that we learned is on the life of the age. And that covers every generation. Okay. 
Amen. I think that was a good Bible study today. What about you? Well, we're going to go into our prayer request segment. And we're going to read through it like we always do. And, um, and we're going to have time to pray. Um, my producer's telling me I had to wrap it up, but I was ready to move on. Surprised the person today. Um, we need to pray for my dad, James Weaver, because he's got an aneurysm on his heart. Um, need to pray for my mom. She's got arthritis in her back. For my cousin Margaret, she's part of the church group. Uh, we need to pray for her leg and some unspokens about her brothers and things that are going on in her life after on the estate and the way the brothers treating both daughters, um, sisters. Um, then we got to pray for my friend Lloyd. In our friend Lloyd, he's uh, got cancer, and we need. We've been trying to text him, but he's not really getting back to us, or like we want him to. On that, he'll get back us on other things, but maybe things are not going well with his cancer. I don't know, but that's why we're praying for him. We're trying to get information. We still haven't got his Christmas present over to him yet, and maybe we can do that Friday or Saturday or something. But. Uh, Anyways, and then my friend Sean, he's like a brother from another mother, his unspoken. He's got two unspokens, and then his mother's hip. Uh, for the situation between my wife and her brother Paul, um, things are not really going like they should through this thing, uh, through the estate, but uh, we're praying that things get better. And then, not the same Paul, but Paul, my friend Paul from Georgia. Pray for his back and his, uh, and for his kid not to keep getting sick. She don't have coronas, but she's, uh, she does have, uh, where she gets sick. And in these days of time, if he's sick, you can't go because, you know, coronavirus has got like flu like systems and stuff like that. So, you know, they have to stay home. And then to pray that she don't get coronavirus. And then for the unspokens, which one of them I started, um, ministries today, they're so brung out. But there's other ones that God's putting on my heart. Then for my cousin Sharon's and her family, for my aunt and her back, um, for my cousin Lori and her personal problems that she's got going on with her family, um, my blood pressure, I've been having some issues with it. And then my grandma, we need to pray for her eyes, her ears, and her hip. Uh, so her legs can do move around better, see better, and hear better. Maybe not exactly the way God could make her the way she used to be. But to give her, ask God to give her back what he wants to give her back at 93. But me and my mom has been praying for this because God's been leading for us to do that. And that's why I've been asking you guys to do this too. Um, so we're going to pray for these and then I'll give the closing benediction prayer and then our closing remarks. Dear Heavenly Father, you are the great physician. You are the great architect of our lives. And Father, I ask you to go to my dad's heart right now. Go inside there and fit. you know what's wrong. You know every part of that Bible, every part of that heart. Lord, we know, Lord, that you can take that aneurysm, Lord, and you can make it disappear or not grow. And, Lord, we just ask you to be with my mom's back and touch and heal her. 
with this uh, arthritis, Lord, and she can't take medicine, Lord, for because on a certain medicine she's on for pain pillars, Lord. So we just ask you to be you be the pain pillar killer, Lord. And Lord, we ask you to be with my cousin Margaret and her legs and the situation going on with the estate with the two sisters and the brother, Lord. We just ask you to work it out. We ask you to be with Lloyd, Lord, and his cancer and touch and heal him. We ask you to be with my friend Sean, who's like a brother from another mother. We ask you to be with his two unspokens and his mom's hip recovery. And Lord, we ask you to be with my brother-in-law Paul and Ruth, Lord, as they're going through this estate trying to get it closed and things haven't went exactly smooth on his side, Lord. We just ask you to um, let things get to a point where they can reconcile, Lord, if they choose to. But Lord, open up that door. And Lord, we just ask you to be with my friend Paul and in Georgia, we ask you to heal his back. We ask you to be with this kid for not getting sick all the time so she can get to school more and don't let her get coronavirus. And Lord, I ask you to be with us, me and my wife, as we're in situation because of what's going on with the estate. We just ask you to guide us and help us and lead us into where you want us to live, Lord. Right now we're in this motel, Lord, and you got us here for a reason, Lord, and we just ask you, and we're waiting to see what you're going to do. And Lord, I ask you to be with these unspokens and the men, part of the ministry that I feel you're going to add to this ministry of God's Internet Church podcast and the group and the group page of the online church. I just ask you to move by your spirit there. And Lord, I ask you to be with my cousin Sharon and her family and keep her all safe. Be with my, my aunt Denise and her back and touch and heal her. Be with my cousin Lori and her family problems that are going on and financial problems. We ask you to be with my uh, blood pressure, Lord. I've been having some issues with it. We just ask you to... You know, let it get regulated and find a way for me to, because I'm playing hit and miss with the doctor, get an appointment with the nurse, and I'll call. She's not in the office, or she'll call me, and I can't get to the phone, or, or I didn't hear the phone ring. So, Lord, we just ask you to work this all out too, and we be with my grandma, Lord, touch her eyes and ears and hip, Lord, and in her old age, give her back the mobile now, give her back some eyesight. And give her back her ears hearing, Lord, and what you want her to get back, Lord. And me and Mom feel like you want us to pray this way, so we're praying, Lord. And we ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. God is good, and he's good all the time. Now, as you know, I've been reading benedictions for us that was written down by my pastor. Yes, this pastor goes to church on Sunday mornings because we do... Our my our online service is at nighttime at six o'clock, and so God He challenged us to read these every day, and I and God spoke to me to read it over the broadcasts that I do, and so we're going to go to the last one that's been on this so far. And then I'll start it next time to the beginning. It says, 
Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, he will surely do it. First Thessalonians five, twenty three, twenty four. And I'm going to read it again. So now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ he who called you is faithful and he will surely do it 1 Thessalonians 5 23 and 24 I I, I, I plead that blessing over you today in the Lord and and I am going to sit down soon to write these blessings out to give you a list where you can write down you guys here in um, on the podcast I have to write it down as I go but we will give you a complete listing soon I got my secretary working on that and uh, so we're coming now to an end of another podcast and I'm glad that we've been on this this platform of uh, Hopper for 62 episodes and I appreciate you guys joining me and if you guys are being blessed by this podcast I ask you to share this podcast with people because you're helping me not just in ratings or in views Um, it's not like I have to have the ratings and views to stay on the air here you know it's a platform that let me do it and I would even do this podcast if it was only one person listen. But we had right now, before we went on, 370 people that viewed this in the last 62 episodes. And that's a blessing to me to read because that's 370 lives that God let me touch by this word of God. Now, did they listen to it all? I hope so. I don't know this. But I can't get that information but from the outwhelming support I believe that it has been listened to all the way through but see that's 370 people that got touched by this ministry that God let me touch and you guys are part of listening got touched too touched them too because because every time I ask that you guys share this with someone you guys never fail God never fails me. Let me down. You guys never let me down. It's always that when I ask, you guys go out. Because really, this is a tool for you to use as a witness to touch people's lives too, not just me. And that's just what God's commission is, to go out into a lost and dying world and bring people in for Christ. To help people that are serving Christ. And that's my goal here in this podcast and the God's Internet Church. And do I worry about views and listens? Sometimes, because I'm human. But the more practical I am on this is, I see it as 370 people. God helped me. I help God bring into the kingdom of God. 
or help them out of thing. Now, how many of these views are people that are listens that are re-listens? That's okay. It's still God wants you here at this point. But I just ask you to share this and let people, you know, for the Lord and witness to people. Use as a witness too. On that note, we came to an end of another podcast and we did go over, I think, by five minutes. Um, but, you know, we try to keep it. You know, we really don't have a specific time we have to be off on the air. We choose a half hour right now because because I on the other platform I would do an hour and it seems like less people would listen. But I, you know, we, we give God what He gives us, and it just seems like God, you know, this is where God wants us right now, and you know, God is good, and He's good all the time. On that note, I'll be back tomorrow for God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 63. I'd like to say God bless you, and have a blessed day. Help one another, love one another, be kind to one another, especially in these times. I'm Pastor Ron Weaver, your host for God's Internet Church Podcast, saying God bless you, and have a blessed day.